Hello, welcome to the Kaleidoscope, your portal to possibilities and soul-satisfying solutions. Get ready to embark on an inspired journey in a quest for a whole new perspective. I'm your host, Ashley Bernard, introducing people to the beautiful gems that they are. Every story, voice, and person are all a part of a masterpiece. In all our brokenness and colors, we are truly meant to reflect each other. So I'll be mixing and merging your creative thinking and intuition as we peek into ideas, philosophies, and mysteries that expose the perfect truth about you. So let's open our minds. It's time for the Kaleidoscope. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Kaleidoscope. I'm so excited to have you guys here today. I want to talk about something that is super personal to me and um and I think that it's probably super personal to you um, or people that you know. And uh, I, I really want to share with you my own experience as well um, as far as it goes with this topic. So, you know, we all have someone that's been affected by mental illness, um, no doubtly. And by having someone affected by mental illness close to us, it truly does impact us as well. You know, when people say I have bipolar, I have bipolar or borderline personality or OCD or so on and so forth. And, and, you know, and, and people are, are being afflicted by these mental disorders and, and, you know, so it's manifesting in incredible masses, um, of people all around the world, which is, you know, not coincidental. And that's because it is a form of psychological manipulation. And if you think about this for just a second, psychological manipulation is paralleled um, and correlated a lot with domestic violence. You know, uh, that my partner has psychologically manipulated me or, or psychologically afflicted me. But, you know, how that happens is, is quite interesting. When you think about all of the programming that's taking place around you, it happens by repeatedly introducing or interrupting the person with negativity. This is a complete description of the news. And a really great example of this is seen whenever we have a friend that's really negative. And we're like, oh my God, she's a negative Nancy. But let me ask you something. If you around Nancy for a while, what do you start to think about? I mean, if you are around Nancy for a long time, you begin to merge with Nancy's energy frequencies. So therefore you begin to th see things more negatively and, and you begin to, to uh, uh, you know, perceive in a pessimistic mindset, at least for the time period that you are allowing this person to impinge upon your energy. Because the thing is, is it's, you are not in control of your mind. As a matter of fact, most people, almost all people, across the globe are literally so conditioned and so programmed that that they don't even know it they have no idea and not only do they not have any idea but they think that it's such an extraordinary concept that they could never conceive of it but th what's so extraordinary about the whole entire thing is that it's actually quite simple and it's right in front of your face um, but our ego doesn't allow us to to acknowledge that, to, to find it, to find relevance within it. It's the same thing as, um, you know, associating the effect that um, we experience whenever you're standing next to somebody and they're having a conversation with someone that's not you. And the person says, what color is Nancy's hair? All of a sudden, 
you start to wonder what color Nancy's hair is. And they're not even talking to you. But the thing is, is that your brain can't not do that. Because what we're doing all the time is processing and computing everything around us for what's relevant and what's not. What's relevant and what's not. And that's why, exactly why, where the law of attraction works the way that it does. Because you are constantly looking for what is relevant within it. So, so, so just real quick. If you're in a crowded room, you're having dinner at a restaurant with your friend. And someone says your name out loud you are going to respond you're it's going to attract you and and the other things that are happening are not although you can't hear what bob and lisa are saying at her, their table four over there you are still uh, you are still computing it it is still coming through it's just not what you find relevant so therefore you are so-called tuning it out so and 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 whenever you think about these concepts you have to also be open-minded to the fact that mind control could be fairly ordinary, you know, um, and actually uh, more so than we could ever have imagined. Because when you think about the population of people that are truly just existing and not even living and truly experiencing an alternative reality inside of like social media and these TV shows and, you know, you know um, the ego-centric mindset... Now, let me take you back to where I have discussed with you already about how our mind doesn't know the difference between reality and imagination. So, and, and our mind identifies things, it, it correlates things and makes connections. That's exactly what it does. And that's how it makes things more simpler for us to be able to perceive and understand our reality. So, for instance, a doctor always has a uh, an air of superiority. Everybody perceives a doctor as though they are superior or that their knowledge is advanced and therefore takes it as word or law. But we all know that in the reality of the matter, that they mess up just as much as all of us. And there are so many things that they are so wrong about, you know, on a, on a mass scale, really. And so when you take into consideration, whenever we are watching these shows, indulging in this social media, um, we are perceiving people as either superior or inferior to us because that's how our ego works so for instance you watch a tv show where um the doctors are talking about mental health and the wellness of patients you know whenever you hear people that you would deem superior or your equal um, describing a state of someone else's mind in a negative light what happens is you begin to believe that and correlate it there yourself for instance let's talk about schizophrenia if i say the word schizophrenia what does that bring to mind to you i mean everybody thinks about the same thing everyone thinks about this idea of somebody who's just completely crazy and they hear voices and they have delusions and they just think things that are completely out of this world but is that really true you know um i think that it's really worth looking into to see the fact that that's actually a programming in itself. All mental health is a programming. To treat the brain, you have got to treat it as the algorithm it is, the function that it is, and the knowledge and the memory of its database. You know, to perform psychomanipulation effectively, you need to be at least either quite adept or naturally gifted. But there are many unskilled schizophrenics that could never perform such psycho manipulation as they receive from their voices. You know, we're talking about daily constant manipulation. It's very easy to understand the functions 
is a result of the clever data it's housing. The means of these voices, you know, they have access to more data than the brain of the patient because the voices operate in a more skilled level than any of the patients do. So let's do a little experiment really quick. Try to imitate the voice or, or the language of someone that you know. Chances are that you're gonna fail. You know, did the schizophrenics take the time out to practice psychomanipulation beforehand? You know, in order to induce these types of experiences, because that's exactly what it would take. And it would take a long time of that to be able to condition such a such a effortless trans you know transmission of thoughts and concepts and dialogue from one to another you know and and knowing that it's scientifically proven that we do not multitask performing such a thing consistently without practice is neurologically impossible there is another difference schizophrenics are distracted but you're completely focused and you're focused on performing but a schizophrenic is not they do not invest the energy they don't have to See, if you are sad, you're more inclined to think negative thoughts. Schizophrenics do not put in the effort to produce the content of hearing voices. They're not mentally invested into this. They hear voices in any state whatsoever. Happy, sad, focused, distracted. You know, let's, let's talk more about data or knowledge. You know, the voices appear to have information that the schizophrenics shouldn't be in possession of. Or just are outside of, of that person's realm of you know, uh, basic life and, and understanding. And what's interesting is, is that what schizophrenic researchers don't ask, but definitely should is, did these voices introduce you to concepts or information that you are not aware of, or could not have thought of? And why ask that? Because the reality is, is because in most cases, it's so out of the, it's so out of the extraordinary, that even the patient is surprised. You know, because they are aware that this isn't something that they produce naturally. And normally, whenever we think cleverly, you know, we're not surprised. We can attribute it to this newfound concept as, you know, one of the product of our own intelligence. We can trace the relations of how this thought came about within ourselves. You know, we, we find ourselves clever, but we are never surprised about it. And, and try this. Think about something that you don't like and try to explore a completely new concept in this regard. You know, in order to produce creative thoughts or new materials, we have to stay focused and, and think over a period of time to several minutes. But these voices produce this on the spot immediately. You know, the voices produce this material without any visible effort, basically completely out of the blue. And it's been proven that schizophrenics can think properly without any impact by these voices. And they are sometimes interrupted, which is important because that's a part of psycho manipulation. Um, you know, but but let's think about it for a second. That is such an important concept. What has to happen in order to interrupt someone in his thinking process? A, the schizophrenic is actively thinking. And B, the voices interrupt with a well-formed statement. But hold on a minute. How can it interrupt with a well-formed statement while they're in the process of thinking, it's absolutely impossible. In order to produce a well-formed statement, your brain has to do a lot, you know, um, form a meaning, the comprehensive thought that, that involves the knowledge that you're housing, you know, checking for grammar and verbalizing it, you know, to, to the brain. 
it's important though to know that the brain is not a parallel processor. You can only direct your thoughts once in a given time. So the thinking process of the voices bypasses that of a schizophrenic. You know, the brain is is ordered in a specific way for entry, input, exit, output functions. And in order for it to be a brain disease, it would have to be the brain processing th this, this resistance in parallel, but it cannot. The function of the brain would completely malfunction. There would be an overlapping of potential among the electrical synapses, and, and this would result in complete error. You know, the thought process cannot be done in parallel. Uh, you know, as the sum of all of these actions, it works by electronical and chemical potential. You know, so it is it going to be producing, you know, opposing chemical and, and electrical functions at the same time? It's impossible. But these kinds of things are seen performed mechanically, you know? You know, the schizophrenic's thoughts, as well as the voice's thoughts, are very well thought out. This parallel processing is not possible in the human brain. It needs to be done in order to hear voices, though, at the same time that you're thinking. You know, so the brain cannot, cannot utilize um, the necessary ingredients to produce two vastly different complex thoughts at the same time. It's just not possible. You know, if you, if you track the conversations between a schizophrenic and their voices, you would find yourself noticing patterns. You know, the state of mind does not impact what these schizophrenics hear. They could be happy, they could be sad, they could be mad. It doesn't impact it. They're still having the same pattern of in their conversations. And they hear these voices in full power, even if they're exhausted or tired. You know, it doesn't impact the, the energy of the voices. You know, and, and that's what plays a role in the, the you know, the loss of hope and, and the despair that schizophrenics experience because they are hearing praise in the same vein that it's being taken from them. You know, and this itself is a master psycho manipulation technique that not many people even know of in order to create the emotional disturbance needed. You know, people in this state are more influenced, though, by outside input. You know, schizophrenics are truly reaching outwards to, to, to find something to hold on to because their own thinking is completely inhabited. You know, the voices are able to produce insults, even if the patient themselves would like never insult anyone. You know, um, they know the psycho manipulation techniques that patients are not aware of. You know, even with a fuller, full proper body internal implementation, the processing power required would be huge and artificial because it's not organic to the algorithms of the brain. And when you really stop to think about how we are, you know, allowing our lives to be controlled by social media and, and, and TV, I mean, we are literally participating in mass social experiments that we have no idea about simply because we give our email address, our phone number, our birth dates, uh, you know, and, and what we're doing is we're participating in these social experiments without our permission and we are being programmed and implanted with different subliminal content suggestions and an purposeful redirection of our attention in order to gain dominance and control you know or in order to be able to simulate exactly what 
the motivation is, and that is that is complete control over the minds of people remotely. When you think about the fact that, you know, on the, there was an episode of CSI that correlates with this, and, and there was a doctor on there who was dealing with a patient um, who was schizophrenic. They said schizophrenic, and the doctor, who was just a medical examiner, said, oh, he'll be back. He'll think the whole world's a hostile place within a couple of days. But she doesn't know anything about his medical history. She had no knowledge whatsoever of the person in, in general and the facts of that surround their life. Had never spoke with his doctor. So why would you make such an assumption? You know, but you would make such an assumption for the same reason that you make an assumption. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that you don't hear the word schizophrenic and automatically assume an insane, crazy person and you begin to discredit anything and everything they say. Anything that sounds extraordinary, especially if it's outside of your own egocentric, you know, bubble of acceptance, then yes, you definitely discredit and dismiss everything that they say as, oh my gosh, they're just crazy. It's extraordinary without even thinking twice about it because it is just a common practice amongst a world full of people who are doing their best to connect, to be accepted and to fit into the crowd. That's what everyone's really trying to do. Yet we do have amongst us the people who are curious and asking questions and the people who are seeking some answers or, or, or questioning things or looking at things in alternative perspectives that are not derived from their own understanding, but from being able to find empathy and compassion um, for someone else, you know, and it's so funny because when you think about the enlightened population around us, it's nine times out of 10 people who are so broken People who are fucked up, people with mental disorders, with addictions, people who have just literally been ostracized in life due to a stigmatism that was placed upon them by a bunch of people that were deemed as superior. So therefore began, became an accepted idea across the board for every person with the associated you know, name, trigger name. And this right here gives you a complete demonstration of the advanced capacities that technology has. It truly does. You know, um, when you think about how people hear things, you know, it doesn't even make sense because the brain is adept to hearing sound. And so the neurological representation of hearing must be similar to a sound wave. You know, or hearing voices is similar to language processing. So it means that the representation of these signals are similar to speech in some form or fashion. So when you think about it, no matter what, there must be a clear distinctive pattern arising when analyzing someone hearing voices. It has to go through a wire of some sort because it has to be directly injected. And when you think about the common theme among these, this population of people, they all report being remote controlled, even on a muscular level. They report being emotionally manipulated. Think about emotional control. We've all experienced it, whether it be in a toxic relationship with our parents, all kinds of different ways we can experience it. Um, you know, they report um, about visual hallucinations over the eye, the inner eye, like a dream injection, that which is completely 
incredible concept all of its own, but I'll talk about that some other time. You know, think almost all over control of the human body and the mind. You know, technology does possess this. Just think about it. And what's even more interesting about it is that I promise you a new fact in your subconsciousness is that the NSA and domestic intelligence have the ability to run covert psychological control operations to cause subjects to be diagnosed with mental illnesses. And it's happening all around us with a two-way electronic brain link. And it's, it's become, it's truly become the complete source for communication systems for central intelligence agencies. Um, you know, mind control technology known as remote neural monitoring has become the ultimate surveillance system that none of us have even been aware of. Do you hear me? It is used by a limited number of agents in the U.S. intelligence community. You know, but what much of what is known about these RMNs um, stem from the evidence that's presented in a court case in 1992. It is brought by the former employee of NSA, John St. Clair, against NSA. It describes an extensive array of advanced technologies and resources that are completely dedicated to remotely monitoring hundreds and thousands of people in the U.S. abroad without their knowledge. You know, it's a form of functional neuroimaging and neurodata extraction. You know, they extract the data from the human brain at a distance with no contacts or electrodes required. You know, it's also claimed that the NSA has capabilities to decode the data and extract sub-vocalizations, visualizations, and auditory data. In effect, it allows us, it allows them to have access to a person's thought without their knowledge or permission at all. And it has been alleged that various organizations have been using this remote neural monitoring system on the U.S. and other citizens for surveillance and harassment purposes that you are completely unaware of. Now, let me tell you something. Psycho manipulation is a form of harassment. It is the continuous interruption. You don't believe me? Huh. Well, let me tell you something. Patent number 3951134 states from 1976 apparatus and method for remotely monitoring and altering brain waves that is a united states patent and trademark just so you know that shit was granted 420 oh 420 anyway sorry 42076 hmm, quite interesting don't believe me go check it out you know, what's funny is that we don't just have our own unique genetic code, our DNA, but we also have our own distinct frequencies because nothing is anything more than a frequency. And once you understand that, you can also start to be able to harness this power just the same as it's being harnessed against you. I mean, you don't understand this technology that's being used against you. You know, without any contact at all with the subject, these things can map out electrical activity from the visual cortex of a subject's brain and show images from the subject's brain on a video monitor. You know, the NSA operatives see what the surveillance subject's eyes are seeing. Visual memory can also be seen. You know what I mean? Like, this is insane. It can send messages directly into the visual cortex as well, creating hallucinations. 
bypassing the eyes and the optic nerve and the optic nerves. The NSA operatives can use this to strepiously put images in the surveillance subject's brain while they are in rapid eye movement, which is while they're sleeping. While they're sleeping, they are able to be programmed. Oh my goodness, that's incredible. You know what I mean? And, and it's all happening at such a low frequency with such a low voltage electromagnetic signal, you know, similar in the form of, of a normal brainwave, so it doesn't interrupt the signals as an acoustic sound that's received through the ears. You know, but there's that phenomenon all across the world where people hear the hum. It's so interesting. You know, it, it, it's incredible what's truly happening out here. And, and what's more incredible is that it's hard to get people to believe these extraordinary processes are, are actually happening in our reality, but they are happening every day inside of your body. These extraordinary processes are not new concepts, but just replicas of the true miraculous power that you possess as a spiritual being. And my message is always going to be the same because I truly believe in what I, what I think. And, and my message is, is that the only thing that's going to change any of this is if we all stop, open our minds up and begin to love each other. And this is so personal for me because my entire life, I have experienced those moments of, of gaslighting where I truly am questioning my own sanity because of my experience with things of similar nature. You know, I think that the people closest to me at times really question my sanity, you know, um, and there have been times where I have questioned it and I have questioned, am I really crazy? Do I not hear the things I'm hearing? Do I not understand the concepts I understand? Am I not, am I not thinking in a rational way? But you know, when you, think about the fact that the true the true purpose of all of this is is to create a stigmatism and an association that can be used on a mass scale to cause people of all different walks of life to react when they hear a specific word and begin to automatically assume per, per, perceive and overlook anyone with a radical idea but isn't that so insane? Because the truth is, is haven't the most amazing changes been affected by radical concepts that people before previously were dismissive to? Isn't that what every great teacher comes here and does? Radically disrupts the system? Radically introduces ideas that were previously contradicted by what the powers at, at B were, you know, uh, trying to impose upon the people? And being called crazy my whole life has been you know, kind of a blessing and a curse, a blessing in the sense that, you know, whenever people consider you crazy, it's always that really wonderful victim mentality that you can fall into because then, you know, you give yourself this reason to like blame life for, you know, your issues and, and things that you're experiencing. Oh my goodness. And in the same way, it's a curse too, because it ostracizes you so much away from people and they begin to doubt and question you. They begin to wonder, you know, uh, if they are even an equal to you or if they're really a superior. 
You know, you begin to become dehumanized to people because what happens is their ego drives kick in and they begin to perceive you in the way that they were programmed to by the world around them. And therefore, once there is no longer that connection, you know, within you and that person and, and you are deemed within their mind as something separate from them and extraordinarily unable for them to understand well all of a sudden you are no longer relevant and as we know the mind removes things that are not relevant to its experience of its core beliefs you know and and um there have been so many times where i can remember you know like truly feeling the weight of loneliness you know that that weight that 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 you know we experience when we're truly struggling and um you're face to face with just you and you you know and and you're in that dark space where you are stuck with the constant chatter of your own mind and your own criticism and wondering um how to find a way out of it or how to understand it you know and for me um I have always been able to understand it. You know, at times I have been told through the feedback of my podcast that some of my ideas are so extraordinary that they're hard to grasp um, or that I'm not able to make them make sense better. And I'm doing my best to try to round out these ideas for you guys. But um, for me, it's it's so hard to conceive of someone not understanding it because I just see it so plainly. You know, my entire life I've experienced the same things. It's almost like... um, it's almost like when you feel as though you are given a bit of knowledge, a piece of knowledge. Um, well, sometimes it's like something is dropped into my mind and I'm not given a bit, but I'm giving an entire picture, a complete concept and, 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 and the entire blueprint of a radical life changing and, 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 and mind altering um, fact or truth of existence is what I believe, you know, and, um, although it's, I suppose, perceived as a gift, um, you know, ask any genius, ask any, um, philosopher, ask anyone who's ever been, um, in the position of having to possess extraordinary knowledge or extraordinary gifts because the truth is is that it's a lot of times the hardest part of our experience you know for me it has been anyways because I feel so disconnected from people because I I feel as though I am considered strange and I am and I feel a disconnect because there is one there because I don't know how to operate in any way besides uh, what I've operated under. And therefore, I also project a disconnect. And I and I, I speak in such a direct way <clears throat> that I push people away from me on purpose. In order to be able to not be witnessed experiencing the understandings that I experience. Which, you know, um, the common characteristic of every genius is always irrational insanity if you really think about it you know and 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 maybe take a second to look around those in your life and and listen to them you know and if it sounds like an extraordinary concept ask yourself why why does it sound like it's so extraordinary you know 
there are so many things going on around you that people are so unaware of. They're so unintentionally programming themselves in a manner that's manifesting in their lives. And then they're getting mad at God. Like, how could you let this happen to me? What do you mean? First of all, you don't even talk to me, you know? Second of all, I didn't let anything happen. You are truly being driven by that force within you that is determined to create and exert its own individuality while conforming simultaneously, which is such an incredible idea. You know, we truly live in a world where people are outwardly portraying the false ideas of wanting to be individualized, but their entire lives are fabricated with the evidence that they are actually doing everything that they can to conform. And, um, it's just, it's scary, you know, it really is. And I think that it's so important for all of us to really love one another to love one another in, in such a way that that we allow each other to to be freely themselves unapologetically. I always say that, you know, I am unapologetically who I am, no matter who's looking, who's listening, who's running. I don't care. I don't care. Sorry. I just don't care. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you say. I don't care. I love you so much anyways, and I don't care because I truly understand that the perception that you have of me is coming from and geared in a place of fear and dismissal due to ignorance. I don't care. But what I do care about is whether or not you're able to truly possess what it takes to look at yourself and the people around you and be an expression of unconditional love. We have this crazy concept of what unconditional really, love really is today. You know, um, we don't even listen to the people that we say that we love. We don't even really know them, you know? And, and, and these people around us who are deemed mentally ill, um, are they? Are they mentally ill? Or are they suffering from a result of their early programming? You know, are they, are they experiencing a sensitivity or a gift that is overwhelming to them? Are they the subject of mind control experiments that are being produced in mass variety all over the world? against people remotely that have no idea what's going on you know or are they crazy what what is crazy you know let, let me ask you what does that even mean who's crazy and how do you measure what that looks like i really don't think that you can you know when you really stop to think about the fact that there is no measurement for this it it puts things into true perspective because you know, back whenever the people thought the earth were flat, was flat, they called everyone who thought the earth was round crazy. And, you know, whenever you think about Albert Einstein, they thought he was a slow person. You know, and, uh, and, and Nostradamus was dismissed as being insane. You know, it's so interesting to me because if you really look and, and draw the links here, 
it stands to show that the very people that are being ostracized, counted out, and, and you know, placed in a place that allows them to become a target of harassment, judgments, or, um, or mass accepted stigmatisms, which is interesting because isn't that what a lot of us are fighting against? It's so funny, you know, when you really stop to explore the truth about yourself, how you stumble across the truth about everyone else as well, because you are me and I am you. And that's why I love you so much. You know, um, I, I really hope that this was able to help open you guys up today and, and, and get you thinking and get that critical thinking, just moving around in there and preparing itself for its own entry into the world. Um, to add something that wasn't there before, you know, it, it's a, it is a true fact that every person has four thoughts every month of revolutionary, world-changing, life-changing ideas, concepts, or, or, or directions. And they don't even consider them. Most people, which are deemed in today's society as the successful people who have money or whatever, um, don't even act upon them. As a matter of fact, they don't even trust themselves, like themselves, or love themselves enough to even consider it to be valid or significant in any form because they're told by the people that they love the most and they are reminded on a consistent basis by the people they surround themselves with that they expect to support them that they're just being crazy that that can never happen and that it's without of their reach and it's interesting how that happens right <laughs> so you know let's stop Let's stop allowing ourselves to accept something outside of ourselves as more significant or relevant to us than the things that we find inside of ourselves. And first thing that you have to do in order to create that space is to, is to truly look within yourself and lead with, with, you know, an exemplification of love. Leading with love is an assertive solution to approach the community with, you know, so that you can identify problems before they even arise. You know, knowing the individuals around you and, and the families in your neighborhood, you know, this these kinds of things help you to feel confident with your surroundings. You know, when you approach other people with love, it's so easy to sense and recognize the fear that they are truly experiencing. And, and you see the depths of its nature here. You know, there is nothing more uncomfortable than feeling uncertain about the people around you, you know, and leading with love will give you a realistic sense of your environment while lending you protection, you know, protection for your loved ones. Love is not always, you know, gushy, you know, especially when dealing with the safety of our minds, you know, it becomes assertive, firm and protective. You should want to know the people around you and the things that are being implanted and suggested in your mind you know and, and it, it's just powerful 
So ask yourself the next time that you come face to face with some type of a word that suggests a certain type of stigma, is this actually me just being dismissive in my ego mindset? Let me examine this. You know, because the truth is, is that it sounds insane because it is insane, but it's true. You know, whether or not you want to believe it, it's still happening around you. And these mental illnesses, including schizophrenia, are just nothing more than a really great cover-up to dismiss the claims of a particular demographic and group of people. But, you know, maybe some maybe schizophrenics are just spiritually evolved and their hallucinations are unseen phenomena. You know, most psychiatric professionals believe schizophrenia, schizophrenics are purely hallucinations. You know, um, but that's not even true. You know, and schizophrenia may just suffer from an unreal twist on what is actually being experienced. And it is something that we should be thinking about, you know? It is not new information that mind control devices and methods have been used on human beings, but what is the extent of their use is, is the information that nobody's even bothering to investigate. The human populace is extremely lethargic. And we continue to push the envelope on how much human beings can be dumbed down to complete complacency. Why are we continuously, as a vast majority, willing to accept less as we give our more? And now our willingness to give at all is becoming less and less, at least from my perspective, you know. And, you know, the world of business has become an overall saturated social experience. Experiment, I'm sorry not only to uncover consumer buying trends, but also to discover the world's behavior trends. You know, it may seem innocent at first and, and not much thought needs to be invested, invested into the fundamental practices of, you know, wanting to know the consumer buying trends, but this is the exact reaction that the people conducting these experiments are hoping for. Overlooking the devastating effects of these experiments is what keeps people out of the world in check and unsure of the steps that's being taken um, behind the scenes, you know? And, and the goal of these experiments are unclear, but there still has to be some devious destructive motive in the background. You know, now is the time to find out the reason why these are being experienced and conducted worldwide. You know, like, what are some of the destructive reasons? I don't know, maybe because the conductors are using the data from these experiments to dumb people down, you know, so that they can dominate people more easily with unseen, unnoticed manipulation. You know, is mass genocide on a large segment of the population um, the reason for these experiences? Because it's happened multiple times, just look in history. Is it already too late for us, though? You know, what, what steps can we really take to fight back here? You know, we are truly all subject to these social experiments because they are happening all around you. And none of you are free from the detrimental effects, you know, of your peers pretending to be superior to you, right? Like, all of us experience the same thing when we encounter a peer that pretends to be God. The light of the truth is that our final projection and our liberation from what from the world that hides in the shadows is that you have to find out where you stand between the lies and the truth. It's important to see how these experiments are affecting your life and the world around you. Just take the time for just a moment to stop and see how they're slowly destroying your self-image, 
your confidence, your family, your community, your health, and the very fabric of the society around us. You know, um, it's incredible because money buys pleasure, you know? Money is the reflection of the amount of pleasure that we can buy for ourselves. But the crazy thing is, is the true treasure of civilization and, and society, it's lying dormant, you know? And nobody is noticing it. At least not on the scale that I that I'm hoping for, you know, because I notice it for sure. You know, but money steals the gifts of joy and happiness, you know, and, and love from people as, as we sit and wait for something to come along to spark our interest and entertain us, you know. And and our golden era will begin when we put this aside and we begin to care for each other like we're just like one big family, you know, because in reality, that's what we truly are, a world family community. You know, only then can each person be taken care of properly, you know, free from the big government, from the big businesses. We have to give all and expect nothing because when we do, all problems slip away. You know, unconditional love is truly the priceless offering that we need to be giving to the world. And it may be hard for you to believe that heaven is like right here in front of your face. Because even the thinnest shroud of irrational fear from your ego will block the reality of heaven being right in front of your view, you know? That's why this atonement of God is an individual walk. And the improper use of fear will bring you back every time. Or you can open up and begin to realize exactly who and what you truly are. Begin to get curious about the spiritual being that lives within you. That still voice that comes from deep within that you know is God. You know? I mean, close your eyes for just a moment. And take everyone's voices out of your mind. Everyone's. Your, your mom's, your brother's, your sister, everybody's voice. And just listen for a moment. Do you hear that voice inside of your mind? And it says, I love you. You got this. You have no idea how amazing you are. That is God. You know? And, um, you know, I just think that sharing love individually inside of the world around us is going to truly rectify every bit of damage that we've done to ourselves. You know, by amending our life, you know, we return to the state of heaven in which we were created to experience. You know, we just have to understand that heaven is a state of mind and to hold it close to our heart, we have to give unconditional love on a consistent basis to everyone because love is exactly what birthed everything. It is the parent of all of existence, you know? So are you a part of the problem or a solution? You know, would you consider these facts and and reflect upon them and truly allow yourself to discover what you know is real fact within yourself? Well, that's all the time that we have for today, guys. And I really appreciate you guys listening, you know, and thanks for allowing me to share um, parts of my own story, you know, being labeled schizophrenic, crazy, a witch, all these things um, are, has been such a 
life-changing experience for me and I would never want to take it back because those things I'm so proud of. I'm proud of them because I have always been unapologetically me. I don't care who's looking, who's listening, who's around. I'm just going to be me. And that's so rare in this world. And the craziest thing is, is that I just also want to see you and experience you. So, you know, next time you come back to visit with me and get some more perspective for your life, bring you. And also hop over to my Facebook page. And from there, you can get a hold of the podcast. You can get Instagram and TikTok um, and, and like, subscribe and follow if you can and send a message and, and judge me. Please judge me. I want to hear all of your judgments. Good, bad, and different. It doesn't matter to me. I truly just want to hear them all um, because I, I want to be able to cleanse my own consciousness. And the way to do that is to make sure that I'm aware of all the things that I'm pretending to not be aware of. Um, I love you all so much. You know, you have no idea just how much I love you. You know, I, I identify so much with the love that Christ had for the world because I truly am aware of the amazing spiritual beings that all of you are and and the beautiful potential that you possess and I just am so confident that as soon as you just slow down long enough to take a look you too will be able to see the magical majestic being that is hiding deep down within you and that you are trying to suppress because Your true fear is that you will find out you are powerful beyond measure. Well, let me tell you something. You are. And guess what that means? We are winning! 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 Oh my gosh, I love it. Winning! Winning! Okay, wonderful. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye!